big rocks and all that sort of thing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, readers and others. Writers. No, we don't want that. Responders. First responders or... Uh, the group I tend to frequent, the last yeah. responders. Yeah. We arrive last. Those barely alive. <laughs> we arrive last. We got the dirty job. Why are you touching that again? I think you should explain to the readers. Yeah, we've just been. To. I've been here for about three hours <laughs> while you tried. I finally worked out your microphone was faulty. Well, because I'm looking at the levels and I'm still a little low. And well, yeah, I think that's how people like it, though. We've oh. ascertained that over the years, haven't we? Have we, though? Yeah, I think okay. we have. Um, right, so John. John uh, has come up with a great idea. A brilliant idea. A brilliant idea to do a, a whole pod about... <laughs> is this sign language? He's no, he's doing. He's pointing at the mic. What am I doing? What? Just through. Just throwing you off. Just testing. Well, it worked. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yes, we're gonna we're gonna do a whole podcast based on one thing. We used to do this in the old days. You know? Yeah, we did. We used to talk about one person. And I elected. I said to you, I tell you, who we should talk about because I've just seen this thing on Twitter. Yes. We should talk about Bruce Dickinson. Yes. Oh, um, now I know why you were pointing at the microphone. Oh, finally. It's yes. come back to the... Yes, because bloody... let's not forget oh. our friends. Very seamless transition there. For, let's not forget our friends. Shall we at, start this again? No. Bayer Dynamic. <laughs> we love Bayer Dynamic. We do. They're excellent. They fucking rock. They'll and rock tell you, your world. They produce microphones that you can sing on. It's That's funny my you favourite thing. It's That's funny my favourite you... thing about the microphones. I, well, it's not just your favourite thing, John, because uh, I'm here. Little did you know, but tonight, John Harton. Uh, I've lost it now. Where is it? Hang on, hang on. Here we go, here we go. Yes, uh, one of our readers, long stand. If, if we had a gold membership, yeah, which he'd we be would, in it. Which, believe me, it's coming. <laughs> he'd be in it. His name is Malcolm Parry. He's a bloody diamond. And um, he sent a message this morning, actually, oh, John. Well done, Malcolm. Good man. Yeah, you'll enjoy this. It goes, uh, hi, Mick. I enjoyed reading your pieces on Dio and Maiden in the new classic rock. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, it goes, uh, uh, that's my essential listening for the morning. Listening? Yeah. Okay. Um Looking forward to the next episode of the pod and the legendary John James Hotton as well. This is what he says. I'm not gay, but what a voice. I love that. Does this really say that? I'll show you. No, Look. you don't have to show me. I'm not... I'll re- Hi, Mick. Me... I enjoyed reading your pieces on Dio. Yeah, we and don't Maiden. need that bit again. No, That's no, I think just we need self-aggrandizing. No, no, no. Was no. that? Was that? Can I just ask? Was that the five hundred word thing on Dio that you had to do that took had taken <laughs> you about six months and that we I delayed needed the? the po- a- I needed AI to yeah, help me with yeah. that. Yes, it, possibly. <laughs> you know, I'm leaving that one open. But it says here, looking forward to the next episode of you and the legend. Is this a mate of yours? Well, mate, you know. The legendary, it should be Johnny, shouldn't it? The legendary Johnny James Hotton. I'm not gay, but what a voice. Yeah, you see. You're all, he's all I'm all pleased. I'm all all puffed up. Well, I hope you fucking keep that one to yourself, mate. I don't want to hear about how puffed up you are, but maybe Malcolm does. (laughs) Why don't I leave you boys alone? Well, it's just I just put it down to the uh, 
the microphone technique that you're also always so disparaging. Well, you've of. got your Bayer dynamic. Yeah, I've got that now. You've got the Bayer dynamic. I've not always had it. Can't give us a burst. No. <laughs> no oh, we to have to beg. It has to be natural. It has to come out of me naturally. Uh, oh, like oh a, okay. Like spring water. Okay. Okay. Um, all right, I'll leave the rest for our... We're going to do a more of a newsy roundup on the next pod. But for today, at John's earnest request, we're going to focus on one major artist, and a particular favourite Well, it was because, yours, he, because he had cropped up twice in two different spheres in the course of two days or whatever it was. Because who are we talking about? We're talking about Bruce Dickinson, the legendary. Previously announced. Not now I, can now I say we're not talking about the bloke who was in Little Angels. <laughs> Although that's Bruce John. Uh, Bruce John Dickinson. Dickinson. Although he's now can't call himself John because I've got that. Oh, I see. So he's Bruce Dickinson as well. Right. Okay. But we're talking about the other Bruce then. Dickinson, who's the singer in I. I think Raiden. we know which one we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. 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 And he was on Sky News, and it got immediately clipped up and put onto Twitter, as anything ever to do with Brexit does. If you, if you like this, like me saying the word Brexit, that will now be on Twitter, I can guarantee you. With half of Twitter going, oh, you know, you idiot, you know, Remainer, Ramona. Ramona. And the other, which is your constituents, obviously GB News, you told me you've been on again this morning. <laughs> well, do you know, it's funny you should mention that. I wasn't going to bring it up, but I was on breakfast television this morning yeah. with, with uh, that nationally famous figure, that doyen of breakfast television, Eamon Holmes. Holmes yeah. See, me and Eamon go back. Yeah. We go yeah. back. Yeah. To his days on the radio. Yeah. Was this another one of those GB news shows that gets officially zero viewers? You know? No, no. The viewership no. is so low no, that it no. actually doesn't can't be measured. Well well here's what can't be measured. The huge spike they get every yeah. time I'm on there. Because you're on there obviously you're on there talking about Brexit. No, no, no. No, I'm not on there talking about... I'm not Bruce Dickinson. I don't think about Brexit. No, I was on talking about last night's Grammys. Oh, the Grammy Awards. And the question, the debate, was grab again, again Grammy. me against a, another a woman. T- grab a Grammy you were talking about. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and the debate was, do the do awards ceremonies still mean anything? Well, given that I didn't even know they were on, there I you presume go. they're not, no. You know... But then you never knew they were on, did you? Well, I knew they were on the year that uh, Metallica were lost to Jethro Tull, which yes. is the only thing anyone in heavy metal ever remembers about the Grammys. Which is, what, was that 1988? Some, I have to say it was some years Many ago. Many readers weren't even yeah, born yeah. when that happened, John. Oh, I think they were. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, uh, that's just an aside. Just an aside that you were on GB News. But, I, but by the but, way, anyway, but anyone Bruce did, Dickinson, Bruce Dickinson, so, but, I'm not gay. Bruce Dickinson. But I think his voice is almost as good as yours. Yeah, but you see, Bruce Dickinson was using his famous voice to go on Sky News and talk about Brexit. Specifically, he wanted to say that Brexit had ruined the music industry because ever since we left, you now... It's the visa situation is so, and the tax situation is so complicated. Ah, oh, it's I'm almost worried. it keeps me up at night. It's a, well, it will do. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So you get offered a gig. I mean, it's oh, yeah. it's impossible. Yeah. But were you to be offered a gig? Hang that'll on, be what's it going now. on? It's all binging and that'll dinging. That'll be it now. The dogs are making a noise. That'll be it now. The offer to get <laughs> for, to take the Mick Wall monsters of. Cockshell, whatever it is, to, oh, to Luxembourg. Oh, oh really? Luxembourg? To, for, Why you, Luxembourg? To, well, it's in Europe. It's Europe. I'm big in Germany. You'd have to turn it. Well, you would have big to turn Germany, down mate. Germany. So Bruce Dickinson goes on Sky News and he says, well, of course, it's very well known that I voted for Brexit, but I didn't vote for this. Vote for what, John? Well, this is the, uh, yeah, I, I refer to it as the Farage defence. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah, I voted for Brexit, but not this Brexit. Ah, the Not ro- this Brexit. That it, it's the wrong Brexit. The wrong Brexit. It's not the Brexit that I wanted. Which Brexit do you think I've, Bruce uh, wanted? I've, I wanted the, you know, I wanted the number of the beast Brexit, <laughs> but I got the X Factor Brexit. No, you know. no, he got the peace of mind. Yeah, I got the peace of mind with the seventh brain, son Brexit. Tiny yeah. brain Brexit. Yeah. So Dickinson, and 
you know, I mean, it was not for me to say he looked completely foolish. No. But he looked completely foolish. <laughs> and it was on to... So, uh, but that, not just looked, that, sounded. That then aligned, that then aligned to something you had messaged me with. I get an email from Mick Moore. Yes. It says urgent. So obviously you I must immediately see You immediately see thought, I'll stop, look at that later if I, I remember. I everything I'm doing. To look at this email. Yeah, but what, what exactly were you doing? Watching the cricket on the telly? Probably. I England versus I India remember. out yeah. in Islamabad. Islam- or somewhere. <laughs> Islamabad's in Pakistan, you dope. Well, who knows yeah. in this internet age? Yeah. Maybe it was virtual what, you mean, metal cricket. You mean places aren't where they used to be in the internet age? Not after Brexit. And this is yeah. where I think Bruce gets it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, you sent me this. It was Bruce Dickinson. He's got a new video. He's got a new album. He's got a not only he's just this second finished the Iron Maiden tour, and he's got it already. Already, he's got a Bruce Dickinson solo album ready to go. He doesn't not mess. Only, not only is it a solo album, it comes with a film. Yes. Well, the video. Well, a fi- I mean, but it's more than a video. It's a film essentially. A mini film. Well, well, no. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna disagree to disagree. Um, It's a video. Yeah, it's a video. But uh, this is for his the new track he's dropped. He's dropped it. Down with the kids. I am very much right. Listen to this. Oh no, that's an advert for Club (laughs) Med. Don't worry about that. Um, No, he's done this track. This is what it's like on GB News. Oh, no, it's a much slicker operation when I'm amongst the professionals. Right, here we go. So he's got a track. He's dropped a track called Rain on the Graves. Yeah. Did you watch it? I did. I watched it all the way through. Because Bruce does it. The reason I was referring to it as a film is that Bruce takes on a a character, a persona. And acts his way through the video. Do you remember the Fast Show? I do. And one of the characters was dressed as like a priest with yeah. a weird... Or he went on to be the priest in a show. I'm confused. Yeah. There was a fast show character who then starred in a, in a, like a drama about this priest who yeah. solves crimes. Right. Do you remember? Yeah. He's no, out here. No. Okay, well, that's what Bruce looks like. Yeah, he does, yeah. Across well, cross between Poirot. Yeah, well, it's also... It's a sort of a crib on silent horror films, isn't it? Because you, you he's mouthing the dialogue in a way that makes it clear that... Uh, oh, really? Yeah. I didn't get any of that. I'm looking at it now. I'm just seeing this black and white. Bruce oh, dressed yeah, as the an clue. old woman. Black and white. Yeah, it's in black oh, and see. white. Like, you get it? I, I yeah. missed the subtext. Yeah. Well, this this very long intro, it's about two minutes long. But sooner or later, I'm going to cut to it, you know. Oh, he's in a graveyard. Oh, here we go. And here we go. Rain on the Graves, it comes up like a movie, you're right. And then, important bit. Remarkably fresh riff. I think I missed the I'm a country judge, I came across a man. How does that sound on my microphone? I came oh. We're getting a... Hang on, sorry. We're getting see, the, you got it then, see, didn't I'm you? See, I'm not gay. To come to, Malcolm, I'm not gay, but Malcolm, I was mate, quite turned on you. when you did I that. I came up on a cha-cha-da. I saw a lovely man. He said his name was Malcolm. Is this Tommy Steele? What are you doing? No, I was doing Bruce. That's Bruce, is it? Yeah. Wow. Well, that is a, that is a turn up for the books. No, eh? I know that wasn't my... Malcolm, disregard that. wasn't my proper singing. But anyway, are you worried? So, you so, worried now? What yeah. Malcolm? Yeah, he's not gay, by the way. <laughs> but you have got a wonderful voice. So anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah. Stormy. Yeah. So he's got the. You know, you get the gist. This is his new thing. Do you think he went to his the new, shop to buy? I that presume. <laughs> I presume it's But you know what? You know what has happened, don't you? I mean, obviously, given the proximity of the end of the recent Iron Maiden tour, it wasn't that long ago, was it? No. No. He's obviously been writing this on the tour. He writes... Probably while he was flying the plane. 
because you know and also authoring a yeah, book yeah, and yeah, practicing his fencing. The plane, he it. so he's leaning over his shoulder, going, yeah, "I've thought of this. I was in that country, <laughs> Chad. We're coming into land. Yeah, all that. So and he, I mean, and now listen. But I mean, this was so so. In the course of a week, we had these two facets of Bruce Dickinson. I thought, you know what, he's. And then this was the sort of the. You third... thought he's a renaissance no, man. This was the third thing I did. I mean, you had a gig this week. I, I had a little gig this week, <laughs> where I went along and spoke to the uh, the Eton College Journalism oh, yes, how Society. Did that uh, well, Masonic meeting go? It was go. a splendid. E- I have to say, it was a splendid evening. And you remembered all the proper yeah, handshakes. I remember and... the whole thing. Had dinner with the housemaster. And did you have to drop the old went strides? Into the, went into the chapel. You did know, you? Did all those Is that a euphemism? No, no, no. Come no, into the chapel. No, carry on. We're up, not gay, but carry on up the chapel. Yeah, I uh, did all that. Wasn't. It was Greg tremendous. Chappell, a famous cricketer. <laughs> well done. He was yeah, Australian. He was, yeah. See, I know my yeah. fucking bat, ball yeah. and field. Very good, very good. So, I... I, I and... Um, are we, so, it was a kind of general talk. I mean, they wanted to talk actually mostly about uh, bodybuilding and bodybuilders because they're all into that. And it's big. If you didn't know by now, it's big on TikTok. So my book that I wrote 20 years Muscle. ago yeah, is now having a renaissance due to this. So amongst the, amongst the, the kids, gay, gay fran- the kids, the kids as we kids. call them. Well, not gay anymore, is it? It's non-binary. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you don't know what you're talking about. You no, I idiot. don't. I you don't. So I'm, I'm old school binary. Shut up and learn. Oh, shut up but, and um, learn, eh? It got to, you know, I, I, I bowed I did to the bit, greater did a, expertise did a bit of an in the intro, non-binary like, you know, universe. They sort of ask you, how did you get into journalism? I said, well, I actually, you know, I did two weeks work experience, you know, now called internships, oh, but right, they went, right. two weeks work experience on Kerrang, you know, and that was how I got. Did you get paid it. for that? No. No, God, good, no, good. No, definitely not. No, no. I made sure of that. But then we, yeah, it was all like, you know, what was the first gig you saw? And it was... Uh, what, for Kerrang? No, 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 oh, ever, just ever. Ever. And it was... Um, Teddy Bear's Picnic? No, no. It was Black, Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. It was Black Sabbath at the Hammersmith Odeon on the Heaven and Hell tour. Ooh. But obviously, Black Sabbath weren't the first band I saw because the first band I saw were the support band. Shaking Street. What? Weren't Shaking Street? No, was it was Samson. Really? Yeah, it was Samson. The Heaven and Hell show? Yeah. The Heaven and Hell tour, but but this and this might be slightly confusing. Well, I, I subsequently looked this up, not this week, but a while ago. There were two Heaven and Hell tours. The album was so did so well. Actually, you went did. like in the February eighty one. Yes, because on the original one, they were uh, the support group was Shaking Street. Right, and I think by the time of the second tour, the support band was Samson. Samson. Because Which, by then they were one of the hot new wave. Well, of, they were, but they'd had a they'd had a tragedy. Samson, because Bruce, who was then known as Bruce Bruce, Bruce which was hilarious, who was there and Bruce Bruce was only, I would say, the third most famous member of Samson. Was Thunderstick first most famous? Thank you. Most famous member was Thunderstick, and who his, was the drummer who would you, only ever wear a mask right. and was on the cover of Sounds wearing the mask, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, it was a fantastic yeah. cover. Do you remember though, in uh, before your time on Krang, but same era? Thunderstick had a bird. Right. No, they, after he departed, you know, yeah. amicable split. Yeah, a musical difference. Musical differences. Yeah. He uh, came back with a, a new musical act. Project. And it was him and a girl. And the girl was his girlfriend and she right. was a singer. She was fucking gorgeous. Right. right. What if was, she'd played her that, cards is right, that the end of she could have had Tinderstick. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, that's yeah. me, by the way. Yeah, because I'm Twink, gay. Twinkie Stick. That's what you were called. <laughs> oh, oh, little uh, Stick. Oh, <laughs> she wow! Could, you could either have Thunder Stick or you could have Little Mix Stick. What one do you want? <laughs> oh, <Amazingly> wow! <laughs> Amazing. That was very good. Um, yeah, so Thunderstick was the most famous member of Samson. The second most famous member was obviously Paul Samson, who the band were named oh, after. Clever. So he his was name the, was Samson. His name was Samson. He and they called the band Samson. Samson. So then the singer, Bruce Bruce, was only the third most famous member of Samson. Yeah. And not even really that. I mean, Bruce Bruce wasn't memorable, was it? It wasn't memorable. And 
come the time they get the big break to support Black Sabbath at the Hammersmith Odeon, Bruce had bloody buggered off. The first singer I saw was uh, Nicky Moore. Do you remember Nicky Moore? The big guy the who big took geezer. over. He took over from Bruce. He ended up with John McCoy in, in Mammoth. Mammoth. That's right, yeah. Bloody great band. Yeah, great band. I interviewed Mammoth. Can we guess who their PR was? I'll tell you. Maggie <laughs> Farron, obviously. That we should and, enlighten readers. Uh, Maggie Farron was one of that kind of say old school. Yeah, you did you did exactly the same intro to Maggie Farron on the podcast about Tony Clarkin. Did I? She was yeah, also but, his PR. Well, you know, we need to we need to <laughs> recontextualize. Yeah, because not everybody listening right now listened to that one. If I was on it, they did. Well, and if you were singing, yeah, not because they're gay. What is it? you? It's what Malcolm said. So, I'm not gay, but <laughs> can you give me little on. Johnny's number? Carry on. Nicky Moore, great voice. So I went to geezer. so Maggie Farrens. I went over to Maggie, oh, yeah, Maggie to interview Mammoth, <laughs> and they they insisted because you know they were and they had, they'd managed to look scour the musical universe and found two other fat blokes to be. So they had John McCoy on, on bass, who was fat. They had Nicky Moore on vocals, who was also fat. So they had to find a fat guitarist and a fat drummer. Did they really do that? Yeah, 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 they did, they did. Did they put an advert in? I don't know, I don't know how they did fat it. Fat guitarist needed for a supergroup. But their whole thing was... Because John I, was in Gillum. When I got over there to interview them, their whole thing is, Maggie Farron has put out this table... And it's got two huge chocolate cakes on it. Oh, see, that's a proper way to do things. And while I was interviewing, they're cutting up these chocolate cakes and shoving them into their gobs. It was, I mean, just because they're called mammoth, you know. Makes perfect sense to me. I'm sure they didn't want to eat chocolate cake. Maggie Farron's going, look, you better eat the chocolate cake because you're called mammoth. I think they probably did want to eat the chocolate cake. Did you have some of the chocolate cake? No, I didn't, no. As you know, my body is a temple. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Temple temple of of rock, temple of rock. Temple of the dog. Temple of rock, like the cult worshipped at. (laughs) That was me. Hey, I am the high priest of the temple of rock. Yeah. A little mix stick. Yeah. They, <laughs> that's you. Don't fucking do this <laughs> fucking little mix stick. Look, I'm not You gay. were the one that said it. What? When you talking about thunder sticks in anyway. I'm opening air quotes bird. Oh gosh, she was gorgeous. Yeah, you said that, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean yeah. I can still remember. Yeah. So anyway, and if so she'd played her cards right. Yeah, she could have had etc. etc. I might have yeah. extended the hand of friendship. You might have done, yeah, as it was. <laughs> As it was, I interviewed her on the phone. <laughs> it was like her and Thunderstick yeah. talking to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Can you put the bird on now? Cheers. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Hour later. Yeah. All right, darling. <laughs> I think you no, and me. No, you say goodbye first. <laughs> no, you say it. Yeah. i tell you what. You, you want to come down the marquee and see Dumpy's Rusty Nuts? <laughs> I've got a plus one. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. That's right. You yeah, come with me. Yeah. Leave a... Uh, leave, uh, Johnny Thunderstick. Well, no, he, wasn't his name Barry Thunderstick? I'm pretty <laughs> Barry, sure that's right. I'm Barry sure that's Thunderstick. Right. No, 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 I'm pretty sure his real name was Barry. This is the guy who brought us Kirk Cobain. I'm pretty sure. Barry I Thunderstick. I think you'll find. I think you'll find. Barry Thunderstick. No, he's not. Obviously, wasn't. He his surname now. wasn't Thunderstick, obviously. In the same way that Bruce Dickinson's surname wasn't Bruce. So. Bruce Bruce. Get, that, wasn't, right. that wasn't Bruce Bruce's real name. Really? What yeah. was his real name then? <laughs> well, we'll come on to that, shall we? Oh, because, oh, and, oh. And there's, so there's the, you know, the youthful me at the Hammersmith Odeon watching Samson, first band I've ever seen. And you're about to say his name is Barry, aren't you? His real name, it can be revealed for the first time anywhere on planet Earth. World exclusive. That Thunderstick's real name isn't Thunderstick. Amazing. Who knew? Yeah. Who fucking knew? His real name is Barry ah. Graham. There you go. Perkis. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Now, what was wrong with that? Barry yeah, Perkis. And on Perkis. drums. Barry Perkis. Barry Perkis. Yeah. You wanted the rest. Kiss aren't here, but we got Barry Perkins. Yeah. Yeah, man. There you go. See? Man. So, 
Yeah, go on. I I narrowly missed the first person I ever saw sing live being Bruce Dickinson. Narrowly missed it because instead it was Nicky Moore. Well, you know... um, Because I think Bruce had departed Samson under the offer of replacing... Paul Diano. Paul Diano. But these gigs, if you said they were February 81, and I have no reason to doubt you, the number of the Beast had not yet come out, had it? He must have been recording the number of the Beast because it came out in the summer or the autumn, didn't it? I know far too much about Iron Maiden's early discography, having written the official biography, which you can still obtain on Amazon, but I don't get any fucking money for. Cheers, lads. Um... Uh, the first Maiden album came out in like March, April 80. Killers, the next one came out probably around that February time. Yeah. Um, so I'm wondering out, if you saw the them Be- on the Mob Rules. Number of the Beasts came out on uh, in 81 as well. Because it's the no, year. No, it didn't. It came out 82. Did it? Yes. Are you sure? Look it up. Am I sure? Yeah, are you sure? Am I sure? Number of the Beast. Well, I don't know. Whenever I don't, people, I don't whenever, know much about Iron people, Maiden. Whenever people start going on about 1981 being the year of, that everything happened. When does say, anybody talk about 1981 as the year that everything happened? Because all these albums came out, you know, Back in Black. 80. You, 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 you've got 80, 81 confusion. Don't fucking Tell look me when on Number your... of the Beast came out. 82, I just told you. Right. Well, no, I definitely saw the Heaven and Hell tour because I also saw the Mob Rules tour. And in the Mob Rules tour, I was in the stalls, mate. In okay. the stalls at the Hammersmith Odeon. All right, here we go, mate. Killers, the second Maiden album yeah. featuring Paul Diano, yeah. was released on February the 2nd, 1981. Just about the time I was watching Black Sabbath. But apparently without Bruce Bruce. Uh, Number of the Beast was released 22nd of March, 1982. Yeah, so he must have been, you know, just joining Maiden at that point. What, in February 81? Well, I don't know. When did he join? Soon, Diano didn't last long after The Killers, did he? I think there was one more world tour. <laughs> right, but It must on. have been I'm quite gonna... quick, because if the album was out in 82... Oh, here we go, here we go. He let. Uh, uh, this is an official source. It's called yeah. Wikipedia. Oh, you're not looking in your book. You're not looking in the book. It you might did. take too long. Okay. I'd have to get it down from the, uh, you know, the shelf. Yeah. Um, yes. So he. I've lost it now. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Mr. Iron Maiden. He Here left he Samson in 1981. Yes. Thank you. Yeah, but not the month Killers was released. I don't because I tell you what happened. They did um, Reading Festival that year. Who did? Bruce and Samson. Right. And that is where uh, Maiden saw Bruce, Smallwood and Steve Harris. Saw Bruce. And they went, so wow, I think your Bruce whole story. No, so you it's got not. Bad, it's definitely you got, right. You got memory. You got, got metal it, memory. I've got it absolutely right. I'm telling you, Nicky Moore was... Bruce wasn't the singer, it was Nicky Moore. Wow. Wow. Shall we just do a little check on that, shall we? You keep talking, mate. You keep talking. It was because I'm just trying to talk about Bruce Dickinson's early career. Well, you know, unfortunately, if you get your facts wrong... So Samson did a couple of albums with him, didn't they? Who? Nicky Moore? No, Bruce Dickinson. Hang on, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. You are. And you're going to have to do a grovelling apology. Oh, I don't think I You're don't going to have so. to do what I like to call a grovelling apology. Right, check this out. Samson's second album, Shock Tactics, yeah. was released on May 15, 1981. Yeah. It was actually recorded between the 2nd and 31st of January, 1981. Yeah. Guess who the singer was? Bruce. Yeah. 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 But by the so time they can't I saw have been out of... Oh, well, whenever it fucking was. Well, Nicky sort of Moore not, was the not singer. Not when you said that. Oh, well, I don't care. It was at the Hammersmith Odeon. I'll tell you when Nicky Moore joined, shall I? When? Go on. Well, you, you keep talking. Maybe it was Bruce. I don't know. I always thought it was Nicky Moore. <laughs> I don't know. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. 
Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. All I remember about the kit, that bit of the gig, was Samson had a song. Tell me I'm wrong about this. Samson had a song called Riding With The Angels and it had a sing-along bit and they it, and it went... Riding with the angels. Do you know and who wrote that song? No. Your fucking mate Russ Ballard. See, it's a good song. There you go, you see. He's, he's How do now, you know that? Uh, listen. Because you're looking on Wikipedia No, I, yes. I, I wrote the official biography of Iron Man. Anyway, this song went, Riding with the angels. Jules. And they stopped and, you know, the singer held the microphone out to the crowd. You know. I've never seen that before. It was either Nicky Moore or Bruce Dickinson at I this stage. I think it was uh, Bruce Dickinson. Might have been Bruce. I you think went, it was Riding Bruce with the angels. Did the angels. Except reply came there none. Because back in the day, Except what? reply came the there none. No, it was back oh. in the day. This is what because I was my first ever gig, so I was still learning about the gig experience. And I'm there going, "Yeah, riding with the angels." But look around me; no one else is doing that <laughs> because it was the support band. And when the support band were on, you should went like this, uh, arms you, you, folded. Oh, you were one of those people. Well, it was that was the whole whole uh, was arena was doing that. Was it? Yeah. Was it though? And then Black Sabbath came on, excitingly enough. Guess what they started with? Bear, bear in mind, Ronnie is the singer. Second Heaven and Hell Tour, what did they start with? Neon Knights? No, they didn't. See, everyone thinks that. They didn't. They started with War Pigs. Did they? Down. How does that go? Get it. Did it? I'm being Bill now. Did it? You don't know the words, do you? Generals Fucking in their masses, and just like witches up like masses. Was this after Donny Osmond joined the group? <laughs> Fuck off! That was Ronnie doing it. Ronnie Osmond. Yeah. Was that? Oh, that, that was you doing Ronnie. No, it was Sorry, me. Yes. I was just. Oh, yeah. Everyone, I was, wasn't going to sing it because everyone yeah. knows how War Pigs goes. Here we go. Uh, so Samson's, I might. Samson's last gig with Bruce Bruce. Yeah. As I correctly recall, was at the Reading Festival. Yeah, I was at that. In the summer of 1981. I was definitely at that. Was so that no the Nicky Was Moore. that the year that um, Gillan was in Black Sabbath? No, no can't that be was that. another two years. Yeah, away. I was yeah, at that one. You're not much of a historian. I was at that one mate. as well. You sure you were? It all goes into my sure? mind in one go. Definitely goes into your <laughs> mind in one go. Yeah. Uh, the band's last gig was at Reading Festival. August oh, the band. That's what you're saying, the band's last gig. With Dickinson. Oh, okay. After which Dickinson was approached by Iron Maiden. Yeah. And what do you think it was? So Maiden had ditched Deano, who uh, Dickinson auditioned for Maiden at a rehearsal room in Acme in September 1981. Right. So Dickinson, uh, sorry, Deano was always. Whenever you listen to people bore on now about how the first two Iron Maiden albums are the best, 
yeah. like Paul Elliott always does. They always go, oh, well, you know, it had this punk edge because it was the time of punk. Yeah. So were they getting rid of Diano to get a more traditional no. singer? No, 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 no. That whole punk thing was working for them at that moment because... The new wave, clue in the name, new wave of British heavy metal. The shtick was they borrowed the best bits of punk, i.e. Um, independent released records, because yeah. that had never been done before in the rock sphere. Um, faster, cut out all the crap, yeah. all that kind of stuff. They didn't really cut out all the crap. Um but they certainly were faster, harder, and all that stuff. No, no, they got rid of Paul Diano because he was a fucking toss bag. You know, right. he was always pissed, always out of his head. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but he was very um, theatrical. So, for instance, Steve Harris said to me, he goes, oh, I got sick of it. <laughs> We'd come off stage and he'd faint in the dressing room. <laughs> I, I went what, what every every show he goes it was funny how he always fainted on a couch yeah he, goes, he never just sparked Hit out the on floor. the floor with yeah. his head dude. yeah he goes he'd be near the couch and he'd say oh <laughs> he goes we'd be stepping over him going oh fucking get up Paul and then they had to cancel some shows because he was he fucked up his voice with all right, the um, right. champagne and flowers yeah um, and also <laughs> He uh, he committed the unpardonable sin. I love this story. The first Maiden album came out and went straight in the charts at number four. I mean, it probably went down to number 20 the following week, but, you know, it really Nonetheless, was yeah. Good. Sensational. Number four, it's pretty I mean, good. I was working at Heavy Publicity at the time, and we had loads of rock bands. None of their fucking debut albums went in at number four. Yeah. Are you joking? So they did. And they, so here comes Killers. Killers is the one that... Um, you know, not just going to be big in Britain and Europe. They're going to go to America. They're going to go to Japan. You know, and uh, it's all set. It's like teed up. They just need to do a good album. And um, I don't know if I can say the name, but there was a certain sounds journalist, female journalist. You could say female in those days, right? Um, and she was shagging Paul Diano. Um. Okay. Right. He used to wear these uh, bullet belt, you know, the, the, that stuff they used to wear in those days. What, are you talking about Paul Diano or the no, no, Well, no, Paul Diano. Both of things them. she used to like is he, she'd get him to take off his bullet belt and give her a good fucking thrashing. Oh, really? On yeah. the bottom. That get her, you know, getting her reviews in on time. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And and sure enough, Maiden were, you know, very, very highly praised in sales. Yeah. Anyway... Literally, now that journalist we can reveal was Jeff Button. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a joke, just a little joke. Is it though, That's John? All it is just a joke. Um, so literally, they've done the album, got the world tour plans, it's all fucking lovely. And literally, the week they were sending out, or, or a week or two before they were sending out the promo copies for the music papers to review, Diano broke up with her. She reviewed Killers. <laughs> so you're got... now giving away her identity. I mean, I don't know who it is, but anyone can well, look see, up... you don't know who it is. Yeah, but you could look up the review of Killers. I might be lying. Okay. <laughs> I'm not lying. Okay. Remarkably, the album only got two stars. Uh, yeah. She yeah. fucking ripped into it. Steve goes to me, he could have fucking packed her in after the review. <laughs> He <laughs> fucked it up because yeah. in those days, four major. Oh yeah, yeah, there was massive. Enemy wouldn't of... even review no, it. No, melody maker give it because they're not. They're somewhere. not. They're not buying the punk thing. They're not no, saying this is the this is metal. the heir to the Sex Pistols. They're yeah, not, they're saying doing... that punk and metal had a yeah. had a bastard child. Yeah, to them was literally so what offense? No, yeah. it was just offensive. Yeah, punk wouldn't fuck metal. What are you talking yeah. about? Oh yes, it would. So, um, so it was like, yeah, fucking cut, you fucking useless cunt, Diano. Yeah. Sure enough, he wasn't around for the next time, maybe. Yeah. So I think he fainted at the news. 
So they got rid of him for that. Mm. Yeah. It yeah. wasn't that they went, oh, this guy's much better. Let's get him. No. It but was, then, let's but, get but, rid of him. But Bruce, uh, he was a lot more. I mean, whether, oh, yeah. you, whether the punk thing is a red herring or not, he was a lot more of a traditional metal singer than Deanna. Is that fair uh, to say? Absolutely. He had yeah. long hair. Yeah. He was a huge Deep Purple fan. I mean, Samson were... Um, Trad rock, yeah. Well, yeah, they were more sort of gilly. Running with the angels. Running with the angels. Yeah. Come on, everybody. Yeah. Both of you. Yeah. In some pub in East London. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, back to what you were saying so, so about Bruce, seeing Sabbath. So yeah. when Bruce Bruce joins, immediately stops calling himself Bruce Bruce. Also stops smoking dope, he told me. Right. Because he said Maiden suddenly realised, oh, yeah, this but, is big time. This is big. But here's the other question I had for you. Is they're, they're replacing Diana, who, you know, whatever you think about, was a kind of street guy. He was great in Maiden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With a public school boy, someone who's from a completely different world. And I like, wonder if... Likes to do fencing. Yeah, I wondered how that played into the whole dynamic. Well, uh, as I believe is widely known... Well, I don't know it, do I? Barry! Steve, oh, hang on, so let me, let me, let me contextualise. Yes, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm looking for here. On the one hand, you have Steve Harris from the east end of London... Yeah. Left school at 11 or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> Never went. Never went. Man. Yeah. Um, he told me, he goes, we'd be re- used to rehearse in his nan's front room. Yeah. The whole band. <laughs> yeah. And, and his then, nan was trying to watch the telly. No, no. The ma- nan was fierce. You get the neighbours banging on the door. Going, Please, you know, tell stop, them to for stop. for the love of God. This mix of punk and... Heavy metal is not doing it for me. Yes. Yeah. yeah and the second album probably isn't yeah. going to be good one day, they said. So yeah. um, she was like, fuck off, I can't hear nothing. <laughs> and they'd be like, you must be able to hear this. Surely you can hear. And Paul Diano is singing at 60,000 decibels. <laughs> but Steve Harris said, his nan used to say, I'm a bit mutton. <laughs> now fuck off. <laughs> Cockney, Mutton and Jeff, yeah, no, Death. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, not, not every reader will. Yeah, okay. We have readers all over the world. Oh, do we? Yeah. I think you know that. <laughs> With your many fans. Yeah. They all talk about you singing now. You know that. Yeah. I think maybe... Well, I'm not surprised. You see, if, 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 if Bruce was to leave now... Which, which you, let's face it. I think you might, might have a, a spot. Yeah. Worth thinking about. I'd do a tour. I'd do one tour, get oh. enough money, you know, if I make a million or not, I'd just knock it on the head. <laughs> well, that, see, John, there's a, there's a, and there's I a wouldn't, disconnect there. I because would not sing, white men came across the sea, because that's, you can't sing that anymore. Why not? White men came. Well, they did. Across the sea. Well, it wasn't any other. They others, brought us pain and misery. They is this Carrie Grant? This is when Carrie Grant was singing <laughs> they with Maiden. A creed, but will we ever be set free? Running through dust clouds and barren wastes, galloping hard on the plane. Dana, something and something. The only good engines are tame. I thought it was the only good engines are dead. You can't sing that anymore. I thought it was only good engines are dead. You said it was dead. You can't call them Indian. No, engines. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't yeah, do that anymore. that's what they called them back. They, they did, back in the cowboy days, they didn't go, oh, I think calling these uh, savages Red Indians. I'm Red, you're getting worse. No, I'm just saying. those days. I'm just they saying. Go, I think they are Native Listen, Americans. My only point is, I will not be singing that lyric if I join the band. Sidebar. First time uh, I did an interview with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, interviewing Anthony Kiedis. Yeah. This is after Mother's Milk, so they're not huge yet, but they're on the cusp. Did you ask him to take his sock off? Uh, he's already you, off. You have a look at it. I said, shall I take mine off too? <laughs> yeah. He said, that's little, a big sock. A little mixed it. Yeah. No, yeah. that's like a Santa Claus sock. Yeah. I went, don't be jealous. <laughs> so uh, we go. Santa we, Claus. You know, 
You know the. You so know I wouldn't the, want to be like your a, more of a sack I than want a sock. To, I wouldn't want to be your kids at Christmas. <laughs> That's revolting. Jeez. Hey, nature. That's disgusting. Presents itself That's disgusting. in many forms. What my my my. Your Santa's sack. Don't say that again. Santa's sock. Just get back. On my top. <laughs> Just get back to Anthony Kiedis. So, um, I'm staying... You'll be a, you'll be quite surprised about this. I was staying at the Sunset Market. <laughs> no. Poolside really? room. Yeah. Anthony comes in. I make him a cup of tea, you know. And we do all that. We do all that. And then uh, interview's finished. So he's got to now go to Ross's studio in LA where the, where the band are already getting ready for the photo session. Yeah. So Kiedis drives us. It's it, it's the shittest old jalopy you've ever seen in your life. It was really like, fucking hell, has he not made any money? Yeah. Mm. Nope, not yet. We get there and they have, they because they, they were so creative in areas most bands wouldn't bother with. So when they played the Astoria in London a few months before this, uh, uh, I went to the sort of sound check part of it and, they were physically repainting the stage right? Yeah. so that when they came on, it fitted their vibe and all this. So this is who they probably still are, more so in those days. So they've decided for this photo session, they want to dress up as injuns. <laughs> Red injuns. Right. Only, that isn't what they call it, obviously. So we get to the session, and Ross has never met Kiedis before. He's never met them before. And, and one sort of notable thing about Ross, when he's never met you before, he has to kind of put down his mark yeah. straight away. I'm the man who is going to mess with your mind. I will say the unsayable. So I'm in the go, oh, hi, 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 oh, yeah, cool. cool yeah. And Ross just bursts in, you know, with that horrible, angry face. Yeah. And he looks and he sees all the headdresses and the, you know, that stuff. Yeah. And um, he went, oh, Red Indians. <laughs> <laughs> and Kiedis goes, Native Americans, actually. Ross goes, that's what I said, Red Indians. <laughs> so that got the session off to a, a, flying a, good, a start. good start. A flying start. We were all, I'm like, I'm going to the store on the corner. I'll be back yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> That's what I said. Red Indians. <laughs> so anyway, yes. Bruce, Bruce. Unavoidable. Bruce, yeah. Bruce Dickinson, as now is. They put this album out. Are you, but just to be... Native Americans and all. So I just to be... Are you saying you couldn't tell the difference between Nicky Moore and Bruce Bruce? In my memory, it was Nicky Moore, but the, yeah, but the, the dates don't add up, do they? Are you saying Bruce was a big fat guy? No, why? Well, I, I, kind see, of what you're saying. No, because I remember Nicky Moore wasn't that fat till he was in Mammoth, and then he was fat. Then he was really fat. So you're saying, and you got to remember back you got in Nicky Moore, Bruce, Bruce. Confusion. Back in the day, you know, when you, it's like during wartime, they would say someone was fat when they weren't what we would consider fat. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah, so good point. I'm just saying, Nicky so Moore it could and Bruce, easily they could easily have mistake been one anybody, or the other. A mistake anybody could until have made. Bruce joins Maiden and he starts wearing chain mail and you know Robin Hood style boots. That then I recognise him. Then I recognise that crouch, him. didn't he? Like yeah. a fencing crouch. Yeah, yeah. Because Harry's got his foot. Yeah. Harry's doing his thing, which yeah. is foot on the monitor. Yeah, and Still Bruce doing is doing it. his thing, which is that. Yeah. It's a bit like Ian Anderson would do. Ooh. And he was in Jethro Tull. He used to do all that. Did he? Yeah. yeah. You watch like, you watch sort of Jethro well, well, Tull. John is striking poses now like I'm Usain gesturing. Bolt. Yeah, I'm just You're saying Ian Anderson used to exactly. strike poses like watch, Usain Bolt. If you watch like films of Jethro Tull in the 70s, films. when Anderson, Anderson looked like... Aqualung. He looked like the tramp on the front of Aqualung. Yes, Aqualung. but he didn't do all that. He did. did. He used to have his flute <laughs> and he used to be on one leg and he'd be like, his arms would be out and oh, be like, gurning. And oh, be, you know, no, gur oh, gurning, yeah. yes. One yeah. leg, yes. Yeah, but the arms, no, the, the arms would be playing the flute. Well, no, but when he stopped, they were, when he stopped the flute, he'd be like waving it around and jumping. And, and Bruce was a bit like that. That's all I'm saying. Are you sure it wasn't Nicky Moore? <laughs> I'm not sure. Anyway, Would, so Bruce did they joins do Maiden. With the Angels? 
Jethro Riding Tull. with the angels. <laughs> Let me bring you songs from the wood. Riding with the angels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. We're actually doing, doing the flute, flute movements. No one can fingers. see, but yeah. we are actually They're really good. Yeah. Yeah. On one leg. Yeah. But Bruce, I, what, the point I'm getting across is like all of a sudden Bruce goes mm. from being Bruce, Bruce in terms to being Bruce Dickinson. Massive album straight away. White man come. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the kind of. You know, the public schoolboy is is the face of new, you know, the new wave of British heavy metal. Isn't it interesting, though? I mean, you mentioned that. So many heavy metal fans, I think now as then, I think especially back then because metal had become sort of toxic in terms of it's not cool. <clears throat> a lot of their biggest fans were public schoolboys, very middle class guys. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I was working on um, uh, that documentary, When Albums Ruled the World. Yeah. I won't say his name, but the guy was the head of BBC Four at the time. He was one of these guys. And he was so excited about the programme because he was like, will there be ELP? <laughs> and we're like, fuck no. Yes, yes, there will. Yeah. Write that down quick. What about Genesis and King? Yeah. And and the director who who was this much more working class guy like me, he's looking at me and he's giving me the eyes. And as we're leaving, he goes, "Can you believe all that shit?" Because this guy, it's just because he was at public school. Yeah, probably him and his fucking chums were there going, "Oh, Tarquin, <laughs> have you heard the new Emerson Lake and Palmer? <laughs> they integrate moments of." You know, classical. Oh, oh, let's listen. You know, so you know. <laughs> right. So that's that your <laughs> Tarquin. Yes, that's your view of public. School. Well, when I first met Bruce, he was very much like, oh, Tarquin. Was he? No, <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. No, I, I, I didn't. So Steve Harris is a geezer. Yeah, he's a an Ebenezer. He's an Ebenezer, and he's a and Nico. They've got Nico by this point as well. Have they no? No. When you, don't, you literally don't know anything about Iron They've Man. They've got Clive Burr at this point. Yes. Uh, everybody is completely working class in Iron Maiden at this point, apart from their new singer, Bruce Dickinson. And uh, who went to... Uh, Arundel? Arundel. How do you say it? Arundel. See, you would know that. Yeah, I would know Because that. you're a posh boy. <laughs> You go to special posh boy meetings. Yeah. There's a, a whole club. You probably Do you not know about whip it. Working class l- losers before yeah. the, before the meeting. Yeah, I don't and, like losers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like working class. Yeah, that's, that's what you say anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm about the people. So here's Ari, who's got loads of tattoos and is a hard nut, and here comes Bruce. Doing a fencing pose. Yeah. See, that's where the stage movements yeah, came from. Yeah, Because he'd do that. I'm going to stand up. He'd do that thing of, you know, imagine you've got your, what do you call it? This is perfect for a podcast. <laughs> no, but he'd have the legs apart and he'd be like this, you know. Mickey's now holding one arm out as if he's holding an epee. That's a fence. What do they call it? An epee. A what? An epee. A what? An epee. That's... See, it's a... You posh people, you live a different life. I thought it was called a sword. Yeah, you thought he was a beekeeper for five or six years <laughs> when you saw the mask. What's he doing? He's got bees. Yeah. So guess what? Ari and Bruce the Bruce were never entirely no. best mates. No, no. In fact, and they Bruce hated is, each other. Bruce has a... I mean, I would describe... Bruce's personality is, be, you know, he's a forthcoming person. <laughs> he's not the he's not the kind of person who's unlikely to mention something that he's up to. He's not the he's not he's not the, guarded. He, <laughs> he's not the guy lurking at the back of the room muttering. No, 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 no. You know those first few years when I knew them. So we're talking eighty four till whenever Bruce left. Oh my God, he would. Bruce would talk to you, but he would talk at you. Yeah. In that kind of public school He, he way. was set to output, as they say. 
that's a brilliant description of what he was like. So he was one of those guys who'd be talking to you, but he'd be looking at the centre of your forehead like he was Cyclops. (laughs) Because he's not really interested in you. He's just focused on whatever he's talking about. And then as as his radar would go over your shoulder a bit and he'd see someone else more interested, he'd literally just take off. Posh people do that. Yeah, they do. They They just, you literally, you, you cease to be visible. Yeah. Well, he was like that. Uh, and the other extreme, and you kind of go, oh, thank fuck for that. But the other extreme was, you know, once he cornered you. So the roadies had this thing where if Bruce had cornered them, they'd they'd pull out a fiver and they'd sort of wave it behind his back. And the idea was someone had come along, take the fiver. Yeah. Oh, Bruce, that's so yeah, interesting. Is, Tell me more. Yeah. So you were a fencer. Yeah. yeah. He used to fence in the dressing room oh. to warm up. Yeah. Rock in Rio, I'm in the big old dressing room with the maiden, January 85. Bruce is, you know, what do they say? On guard. Yeah. On guard. He's doing all that. Bloody like, hell. Like, not shadow boxing, but shadow no. fencing. Shadow fencing, yeah. Like, go, 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 go. Yeah. And back again. Go, 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 go. On guard. <laughs> um, what's Harry's view of this? <sighs> He's got a separate dressing room. <laughs> well, he did soon after, yeah. yeah. I think once yeah. they became of a certain... Level level yeah harry had his own tour bus wow i didn't know that this is by seventh son which is 88 yeah um they're touring america they've got two tour buses band on one harry on the other in fairness with wife and kids he's already got a million little kids you know and the shtick was well no because steve likes the family with it and doesn't want to you know get in the way of the boys having fun and but he really, didn't want, yeah. But really, didn't want to listen to. Uh, they used to, they used to call him the chimp. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because like I've probably said it before because he looked a bit like Bill Oddie. Yeah, he was very kind of simian. Yes, with that long hair and the way he used yeah. to crouch. Yeah, and that kind of Monty Python sort of thing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, he's the chimp, right? So here's a story I know I've told before, but I'm going to tell it one more time. The end of the, I think, Power Slave tour. Um, they're coming back from Japan. And for a joke, because Steve wouldn't sit next to Bruce anywhere on a plane or a bus. He wouldn't do interviews with Bruce. He wanted nothing. He didn't want to be in his company. So it's the final show of this 13-month tour. And as a laugh... They persuade Tony Wiggins, the tour manager, a lovely tour. His previous gig had been Gilbert O'Sullivan. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I remember. He used yeah. to wear the cardigan and the yeah, slippers. Yeah. Oh, come on, chap. Fuck yeah. off, Tony! You know, um, come on, Tony. Oh, come on, Tony. Be a laugh. Be a laugh. They seated Bruce next to Steve on the plane. <laughs> 13 yeah. hours from Tokyo <laughs> to London. Harris is like, the fucking steam is coming out of his yeah. ears. He can't believe it. Of course, Bruce is like, "Oh, Steve, we don't get, yeah. we don't often get a chance, a chance to, to chat. catch up." Yeah, I've got so much to tell you. Did you know I, I fence? I don't know if I can get it all into thirteen <laughs> hours. As soon as the plane takes off, and in those days before nine eleven, and yeah, as soon oh, you as, just get up. Yeah. Literally, yeah, you've yeah. hardly left the yeah, tarmac, yeah. and the seatbelt sign would go. Everybody yeah. be lighting cigarettes yeah. and running yeah. around. Yeah. Harris literally flings off the seatbelt storms down the back of the plane to where Tony Wiggins is sitting because he's not in first class. They're in first class. Yeah. Oi! Wiggins like, oh, yes, Steve. Goes, oh, put me next to the fucking chip. <laughs> Tony went, oh, oh, I'm terribly sorry. You know, the rest of the band. <laughs> he goes, right, you fucking sit next to him. So he made Tony go down to first class and sit next to Bruce. See what oh, I'm all right here. I'll have a shit here and he could economy and sit next to fuck him. <laughs> so there was a bit of a culture class. Well the, I suppose what I was gonna ask the other the other relationship I was interested in um is is I, I was sort of seeing made a bit like a three legged stool. You've got you've got Ari, mm. you've got Bruce. Mm. There's all the guitarists and the drummer and the rest of it, but you don't need to worry about that. And then you've got Rod. The manager, the manager, and Rod the, you know, and 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 
who was legendarily known in those days as Rod's small wallet. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so I, Not because you were mean. The sort of three-way relationship between Bruce, Steve and Rod always seemed quite key to me and quite interesting. It was a bit like the three-way relationship between Jimmy Page, Peter Grant and Robert Plant. Right. So in other words, Jimmy Page, Peter Grant and what's he still doing here? Yeah. That was the deal with Rod. I mean, Rod was smart guy. He'd make sure he looked after everyone. He knew you didn't mess with that formula, that chemistry, whatever yeah. you want to call it. But uh, Peter Grant once said, <clears throat> uh, he told everybody that worked for Zeppelin, the deal is this. If the ship is going down, you make sure Jimmy's in the lifeboat. The rest can fuck themselves. Wow. Now, I'm not saying Rod ever said that to anybody. No, no. But it was very, very clear. This is Steve Harris's band. We've had singers, and quite rightly, we'll have more. <laughs> as long as Steve is here, we've got a band, we've got an identity, we've got something going. Now, obviously, by the mid-'90s, that theory came unstuck a bit when Bruce did finally leave. But that was the mid-90s. You know, yeah, grunge, it wasn't the era of Iron Maiden. Yeah. I think they'd have suffered just as badly if Bruce hadn't gone. Yeah, that's a good point. It yeah. might have been worse because Bruce wanted to explore the grunge area. He did. Of course he did. I mean, this new track, um, Rain on the Grave, Yeah, that's got Roy Z on guitar, who was his guitarist back in those days. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. And I, I quite like the album they did together. Um there were bits where it's sort of almost like San, uh, like metal Santana. Right, right. Beautiful playing, but it was right. very far removed from Maiden. He did Skunk Works. He, I remember Skunk Works, yeah. Well, I was working, uh, helping do his PR in the mid-90s, and you couldn't give him away. Yeah. Because the grunge people, the actual music probably would have been okay for them, but it's made by Bruce but it, Dickinson. Exactly, there's all, all the non-grunge grungers, the trap they fell into. People didn't want to hear it from, you know, people who weren't yeah. the, the grunge, you know, the it, grungers. The, they'd have loved it if they hadn't changed yeah. at all and just stuck to their guns. The only person who got away with it, Scott Weiland. Why, what group would he have been in before? Well, then? I don't know if he was in a group. I mean, he wasn't very grunge, was he? Oh, I see what you mean. Well, yeah. I mean, he couldn't wait. The minute they got famous, <laughs> like dressed up like David Bowie. <laughs> yeah, but all those grunge guys were yeah. like that. I mean, yeah. Kurt Cobain always described Nirvana as a cross between the Beatles and Black Sabbath. Yeah, but no one believed that. I did. It was just Black Sabbath. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're being very I think you're harsh. fine. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I think you'll find. Oh. I'm sure Reed riding is. with the angels. Riding with the angels. There it is. I'm doing my finger. Did you see that? It lends itself, doesn't the it? The only ever co-write between Russ Ballard <laughs> and Paul Samson. No, it's just written by Russ. Oh, just Russ. Oh, they. Just, oh, okay. Yeah. Da na na they must have changed. Dun, the dun, they must have changed dun, the lyrics dun, or something. Dun, dun. Ah, ah, ah. I get the same old dreams every night. Same time every night. Fall to the ground and I wake up. You know all the words, don't you? I think you. You think know what? You know what doesn't come next. There's a red Indian lying next to me. That does not come next. Yeah, but if if you are. If you were making a movie about those days, you know, you've got the old whiskery guy going, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Come on, he's going to He's not going to go, get myself a Native American, is he? I'm going to kill them Indians. <laughs> Try and scalp me, risky savages. I think that's your most convincing <laughs> role, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so what do we think of Bruce as a artiste? Yes. Mean, that's what this is building to. What well, is? It? Yeah, because he's got his new album out. Well, I, mean, oh, I think sorry. he's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he's a. I think he's a. You know, I think he's a Renaissance man, as they say. Uh, 
rain, rain, rain. rain. At this point, he's dressed like a, in a red waistcoat. Oh, yeah, he looks like Steve Perry. <laughs> he's got the red ringmaster's coat. Where is the one someone who is happy? Like if Adam Ant like had a grandfather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah like sort of cross. Char- not, not Prince Charming so much as, you know, um, Queen Mother Charming. Yeah. He's right. like a cross between Adam Ant and Steve Perry. That's what he <laughs> advise you to check that out. Because well, it's a good look. I think the look is very much very Steve Perry meets Adam Ant. Yeah. But I think the voice is clearly remains Nicky uni- Moore. Remains unique. Remains yeah. unique. Yeah. Oh, well, you always know it's Bruce, don't you? Because it's got that... You heard it then, when he hits that upper note... It's Rain almost, on the grave! Yeah, it's, it's that. It's like, ah yee ah yee Yeah, it's, That's be- Bruce. it's a beautiful thing. Beautiful. beautiful thing. Beautiful. Now, there are far more stories we'd like to tell, but I feel we have a part two coming on, because don't forget, Bruce was an author... Oh, he was. Yeah. Guess who got him his publishing deal? Oh, was it you? Mm. Oh, well done. Yeah, thanks. they never forgave they, me for that. Yeah, I bet, yeah. Do you know how that happened? No, you're going to do it on the next one. Oh, am I? Yes. Oh, all right, okay. So, on that Bruce, bombshell. Bruce Part 2, coming soon. Can't wait. Riding with the angels. Riding with the angels. Yeah. And what was it? White men came across the sea. He came to see Roy Z. You said that, not me. No, no, I think you'll find. Yeah. Right, so listen, this has been instructive. <laughs> it's been real. It's been real, and yeah. I'd like to thank Bayer Dynamic <laughs> for helping That's us. That's the worst. With the, with Wait, the <laughs> I apologise to Bayer Dynamic for that, because that was appalling. Seamless. Appalling. Seamless. And on that bombshell, we wish you a very merry adieu. Adieu. How do I stop this, Fern? <laughs>